0: and I see the need for action, I see the need for a great reset.
2: We are 1,053 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned because Ned doesn't like to go first because he's, I, I think he's just camera shy and he's mic shy. Bruce, how are you? Oh, healthy and alive. Doing well. Fantastic. And back for the weekly roundtable discussion, which we just had one for about an hour.
3: Ned, how are you? Uh, well, you want me to speak?
2: <laughs> yes, it's your turn to speak now. You just speak right into Sorry, the microphone. I was, there.
3: Yeah. I was feeling a bit shy. Uh-huh. You know? I'm fine. Thank you
2: very much. (laughs) That's good to hear. That's good to hear. What have you been up to this week? What do you want to talk about?
3: I I don't know. I I was looking into the bit of UK stuff. People are starting to speak up. I wanted wanted to speak about that horrible little shit that might be Fauci's replacement that always wanted to be his replacement.
2: I don't know who his replacement is.
3: Uh, Yeah, well, uh, there's a a very good contender called... um, is it um, Peter Hotez, is it, or something?
2: Peter Hotez? I don't know. I, I don't You're know the name. Or it's just Hotez, a, It hasn't come it? across my desk yet. He's I'm a sure horrible it will. political
3: oh. piece of what well, we can ever talk he'd about. He'd have
2: him. to be to replace Fauci. I mean, you have
3: to be oh, worse no. than Fauci. No, 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 no. He is, he is well-primed, well-used. He's Well, we could talk about him in a minute. What else is there?
2: Uh, too much. Uh, apparently, I, I suppose we can start with this. Do, do you want Do you want me to tell you what's going on today in a lot of the op-ed pieces? We're being blamed. We, yes, we, as in people that are unvaccinated, are being blamed for not warning
3: the vaccinated. Well, you can only shout so much before you've run out of voice. That
2: is true. Yeah, there's uh, there's some op-ed pieces that are circling today, such as one like this. They knew. Why didn't the unvaccinated do more to warn us? The unvaccinated knew what we didn't. Some of them said too little. Most said nothing at all. A lot of blood is now on their hands. It's a
3: fairly decent looking poster. <laughs> So oh, you like that? We're you, you like it.
2: yeah? You like the little cartoon thing they got going on there? Yeah.
3: Yeah. The yeah the the giant size hypodermic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then you have Scott Adams, who was just out saying last week that the unvaccinated in all of this, the unvaccinated, are the winners. He was explaining the whole process of uh, in, in using game theory as to why getting vaccinated was the right choice. And he went and did that in the first early days.
3: And now, and now he's, he's fessed he's up and said, basically, uh, <laughs> yeah, you won.
2: You got it you right. Won. Yep, you got it right. Now, he's tweeting the following as of three days ago. No, I literally want to know how the people who were right, knew it in advance, speaking of the unvaccinated, they know, but won't explain it.
3: Yeah, I can. I can.
2: Quite okay, I, I will that. tell you what my explanation was. Uh, even though I, I'm not on Twitter, so I didn't respond to him. But my answer no, was no this. Really. It's an easy answer. Uh, and it's simply this. We had the inherent distrust of institutions as a prerequisite. <laughs> that was the start. Right. So we already had that going into it. Right. So that was on our side. Then we looked at their own writings, their own research papers to educate and inform ourselves as to what their findings had been in previous attempts, as well as what their intentions were And are going forward, we tried to warn people like you and others of our findings. However, you and others like yourself refuse to listen because we're not experts. Now we're seeing the result of both of those things.
3: Ah, I hate that word expert because remember- I used experts in
2: quotes there. You see that? I I used experts in quotes.
3: Expert in medical law means nothing. I've got a more simpler thing, not a political thing. Yeah, go on. Yeah, go ahead. Intelligence is totally useless without common sense. And that is the simplicity of it all. You can have the most intelligent people out there, but if they don't use their common sense, which actually tweaks you and gives it, there's something too dodgy about this. Shut the door in front of that salesman. It sounds too good. Hang on. They're offering this. They're threatening this. They're doing this. How many triggers did they want to be thrown at them? No. Yeah, I pity you for what you've done. And I pity you for what you're doing now. Actually, I'd like to say to them, because all you're doing is playing the blame game now. And they're playing the victim, and that playing the victim does not get you anywhere. No, it just gets no. you further down the down no. the
2: pile. And I, I half think that it's that it's being thrown out there now because do you remember a few months ago they were saying, uh, "Is it time to declare pandemic amnesty? Is it is it time to do that? You know, it's because of all the oh, it wasn't their fault. Were, no, it wasn't they their fault. It wasn't really their know. fault then, and then they kind of let that go, and some new boosters rolled out, and now that you got fresh rounds of people that are dropping from that. Uh, now it's well. Why didn't the unvaxed warn us? Uh, we tried. It did. We tried. We, we've what. been sitting have, here have, for have, for years. How many unvaccinated
3: screaming? people were called extremists and All told of them. to shout.
2: At the, yeah. They're still being called that. They're they're still being called that. You remember in prep, Ned, I was calling you a moron? I mean, in good fun, of course. You remember? Hey, you moron. Yeah, you moron. (laughs) Yeah. I would like to play a couple of pieces of audio here to explain exactly why I'm calling you that. And believe me, I'm a moron too, apparently, right? And Bruce, Bruce, you're a moron, uh, according to uh, this individual. I played this the other day. This is Joe Scarborough, right, on Morning Joe, explaining to you why he is going to get his fourth COVID jab. Listen. You know, it's the interesting. Plan. I
0: I had not gotten my COVID uh, booster.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Which one? The fourth? B- the fourth. Yeah. Because, you know, we went to London, then got COVID. COVID. Yeah. Got completely knocked down for a while.
4: Yes, you did. Uh, yeah. Months. Exactly.
0: Well, I wouldn't say months.
4: You were knocked down for months. Months? Yes.
0: I wouldn't say months.
4: No, it was a long time. <laughs> so
0: anyway... Weeks. Let's take TJ just weeks. A I think it was time. weeks. I, 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 was fatigued for a long time. It took time. three months. I would say it's very interesting though, uh, because the, the, we're, we're learning a lot more about what, what your, your resistance to COVID may be. Yeah. I, what was that back in September? Uh, just got, got, uh, my checkup and, uh, the antibodies are like at a hundred percent right now. Interesting. So for, for, it, it kind of works out. But again, we found out, we found out the boosters, the vaccines, they don't, stop the disease, but they certainly do make a big impact. Instead of me being down for a month with fatigue, if I'd taken the booster, I would have probably sneezed. And said, what was that? And kept going.
4: Exactly. That's the difference.
0: And so I love when people go, Oh, I'm not going to go the difference. different. So you still get COVID. If I you know. get the, no, no, not That's, 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 that's the not point. the purpose of it. That's never been the purpose of the flu shot. And so it builds up your resistance, just like actually getting COVID builds up your resistance. Exactly. So keep you from, listen, the so do yourself a favor, right? And get off the websites that Chinese religious cults. Are are putting as a front so they can get a stronghold in America and in your mind, and and get yourself a booster shot.
4: It's important. One more.
2: Get yourself a booster yeah. shot, Ned. You'd be glad you did. Yeah. You know, get off those uh, those religious uh, cult I, I, I t- sites I, of you know that get a hold of your. I'm uh, gonna
3: your I'm minded. gonna I'm gonna stop funding these Chinese you see? cults.
2: These <laughs> Chinese cults, yeah. Know. But see, he's caught a lot of flack for that. Uh, he, he's caught a lot of uh, a lot of heat online for that. Uh, and he had a little bit of a response to people that are uh, calling him out for. Telling them to go out and get a booster. Just go out and get it. You'll be glad you did. You heard him. Did he learn He's to glad. speak
3: Chinese so he could speak back to them?
2: Kind of. Listen to this, you moron.
0: <laughs> You're going to do this as a public service announcement to those people who actually love their children and love, love their families and their friends and want them to be healthy. Um, you know, yesterday when I was talking about uh, uh, getting COVID and I and, and should have gotten a fourth booster shot. A lot of these freaks go, oh, fourth booster shot, robot. No, listen, here's the deal, moron. (laughs) If you get a flu shot, what do you do? Do you go to the doctor, oh my God, you want me to have a 50th flu shot? No, you get a flu shot every year. Right. And as we're finding out with this pandemic, well, it lasts six months, maybe a year. So yes, yes, put on your big boy pants, put on your big girl pants. And if you want to be healthy, I don't care if you don't. That's your business. Smoke cigarettes, do whatever you want to do. Stay up all night. Don't sleep. That's fine. Be unhealthy. Your choice. My concern here, though, and let me bring in Reverend Sharpen because we've talked about this. My concern, Rev, is that there's a disinformation out there where people are saying, oh, well, it doesn't work because you've got to keep getting booster shots. The thing is you're always trying to build up your immunity And people are still dying from COVID. Is it a crisis right now? Well, for the people who are dying of COVID, yeah. It's a crisis. Is it as bad as it's been? No. But as a doctor explained to me when I didn't want to get flu shots, you're not just doing it for yourself, Joe. You're doing it for everybody. Will this stop you from getting the flu? No, but it'll make the flu that you get a little less intense. Same thing with COVID boosters. Will it stop you from getting COVID? No, but it will make COVID less intense, something I said yesterday. But this misinformation keeps getting spewed out there, and unfortunately, the weakest And perhaps the least educated are the ones that fall prey to these stupid lies. And I call them stupid lies. They don't call things, a lot of things, like just out and out stupid unless they're objectively stupid. And you look at all of the science, you look at all of the medicine, it's straightforward. It is. And it's, uh, yeah. it, it, it's we've had, how many people have died from COVID?
4: I've lost track. Yeah. I will have to look at that. The the, but, but they'll even
0: lie to you about that, saying, oh, it was actually, they broke their ankle and died That's from a broken sure. ankle, and it was, it wasn't code. So, well, it lie, this disinformation, yeah. it, 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 it afflicts all communities. Uh, at the beginning, it, it, it afflicted people of color more. Now uh-huh. we're finding it's afflicting white people, <laughs> the, the disinformation. Uh, it, it's a real danger. And so now Kevin McCarthy's promoting this BS.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: People are going to die because of it.
2: Yeah. um so you, you see, uh, the the science is and the the medicine is, is it's clear. Um, you you just need to stop believing did the he, lies. Did he just dis- say
3: <laughs> that that COVID was racist to begin with?
2: Uh, pretty much, he brought race into it there at the end. Yeah. Uh,
3: he,
2: well, but so, he, he yeah, wasn't so really he this- wasn't really saying that COVID was racist. I I think he was saying that the disinformation surrounding COVID was racist. I
3: thought he said it was affected
2: black people or colored people. Yes, the disinformation aspect of it is what he was referring to. uh, He is disinformation. He is disinformation. Scott Adams, you want to know why we think the way we do? You want to know why we made the decisions we made? You want to know how we knew? Because of that.
3: Can I ask you a simple question? How long has he obviously been spouting this from day one, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, he was obviously pro-lockdown, pro-this, pro-everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just, just to let people know, yeah, there's doctors in this country, and they're they're starting to speak up now. I looked into one of them, which was our Bradford Royal Infirmary, yeah, because there was a very vocal doctor there, and or should I say, it was a, he's a consultant called um, Dave Greenhorn, and he noticed and he put this out quite out quite a while ago, and it was him and his staff. And basically, because he was seriously worried. I mean, in normal times before COVID, you used to have um, they used to have teenagers come into the infirmary, you know, self-harming, maybe not being able to cope with life and stuff like that. But once they got the media got out there and they did the fear thing with COVID, and they did that started. This was after the first lockdown, yeah. Uh They started to they had uh, an increase in attempted suicides, overdoses. Um, excessive intake of alcohol. I mean, the kids were jumping out the windows and things to get out of their houses. They had the children come in, they had palpitations, headaches, they were self-harming. They were really majorly a mental mess. And the thing is, it wasn't just teenagers. This was eight-year-olds and upwards. They were socially, couldn't see the mates, couldn't get in touch with them doing this. This is what, this is what, Idiots like that advocate, yeah? And when he says things like, do it for your children, do this, work, you've already messed your children up. You've already done it for two years because pricks like that sit there who probably well, hopefully his balls are that dry he couldn't he couldn't help create anything because nothing should come out of that guy's genetic makeup other than some more spiked protein. That's sort all of, because he's the kids They've suffered so much. And then you've obviously got all of this is followed up with by, um, I mean, in this country, we've got um, charities like uh, the NSPCC, which is a childcare thing. They were inundated with phone calls from children about, you know, their social problems. They couldn't cope with not being able to get older than mates, being allowed out. They were even worried that they, they didn't have COVID, but they were worried that COVID would, One of their family members would get it, and it would devastate the family. The fear was so oppressive, and to people that don't understand, you don't need idiots like, or morons like that, spouting, because they listen to idiots like that.
2: I'm still trying to figure out why people do. I mean, we were talking in prep (laughs) I swear I'm going to start recording the prep sessions, because those are better than the podcast a lot of times. (laughs) We were talking in prep, and, and I was telling the two of you, I said, look I don't have time anymore. I I don't know about the two of you, but I personally, I don't have time anymore to explain this to people. You're either going to get this or you're not. And if you don't by now, then odds are, as each day passes, the time for you to get it is getting less and less and less. Or you're going to get it, if you know what I mean. And listening to people like that means that you're going to get it.
3: Those platforms, I mean, every media platform... You see, there's no morals and ethics in any of it. The, the, it. That that went out the window so easily and so much misdirection. People look at their telly and they think it's honest what's coming out over this, over the news and everything else. And this is where the problem lies. Why didn't the Vax people shout louder? Well, your answer is, people, we weren't allowed on your media. There was no debate that is a simple answer. There was no debate. When there is no debate, the truth is hidden. Remember, I, what was the last thing I said on the end word of last week? The truth doesn't mind being opposed or talked about because the truth will out. A lie does not. Yeah. So when there's no debate, you've got to question the actual substance, the content of what people are talking about. If not, not, not ready to debate it. It's as simple as that. And when he says, "Oh, follow the science and the medicine," uh, excuse me. Yeah, look at the Pfizer papers. We did follow um, it. Yeah, we did follow it, and we did shout about it. In fact, I think on Tuesday, do you remember we had um Andrew Andrew Brigid, our MP that stood yeah, up in him? Parliament a while a while uh-huh. ago? Well, yeah. And then he's lost the whip. Well, somebody else stood up on Tuesday.
2: Yeah, um, I think I have that if you give me just a minute. But go ahead. I, I will look for that while you're while you're speaking on it. Gold.
3: Yeah, I, I, no, basically, she uh, it, it was a female. I mean, she was the MP for Tatton. Um, I think uh, her name was uh, McVeigh. And she called for an investigation in because last Friday, remember, I was talking about um, uh, Whitty saying about statins, and we we talked about the statins and the blood thinners, and he was using that as an excuse. And we debunked that. Well, obviously, uh, this lady stood up in Parliament and said just about the same thing. If you follow the list of prescriptions and that it hasn't changed and whatever, but we are getting the casualties, the mortality rates going up. Can we have an investigation? And then, but the the trouble is, in in Parliament, we've we've got um, a, a, a counter voice that's always there called Maria Caulfield. She always spouts. She always gives misdirection. That's what they're there for. She's a puppet of misdirection because she's the undersecretary for the Department of Health, and basically, I. Um, if you've got the right clip, she would basically say uh, we seemingly we, we see increased deaths in England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland, all over Europe, and then just sits down as if yeah." It's okay, but no, you don't get the, yes, we should follow this up with the investigation. There's plenty of dead everywhere, but the mortality rate's going up everywhere, and it just sits down, and I'm giving it. Yeah. Okay.
2: I was actually, I was looking at a report, I, th- I want to say it was out of the ONS, and they're recording an extra 3,000 all-cause mortality deaths in the UK as a whole, each week now, and oh, yeah. it's, they're it's, saying It's rocketing through the roof. Yeah, yeah, they're saying that we should probably look into this, as to what's causing it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you got an excess mortality of 3,000 a week. I'm not sure if this is the right clip. I have two clips. This is the first one. Roll up, we'll Mr. That.
1: Speaker, the chief medical officer recently warned that current non COVID excess deaths is being driven in part by patients not getting statins or blood pressure medicines during the pandemic. But when looking at the data on statins in openprescribing.net, which is based on monthly NHS prescribing, there appears not to be a drop. So where is the evidence? And if there isn't one, what is causing these excess deaths? Will the minister commit to an urgent and thorough investigation on the matter? Well, we are seeing uh, an increase in excess deaths in this country, but we're also seeing that in Wales, uh, in Scotland, uh, in Northern Ireland and across Europe. And there are a range of factors. There is an increase, as we saw um, in December, in the number of people being admitted with flu, with Covid and with other uh, healthcare conditions. And this is not something that's just seen in this country, but across Europe as well.
2: So you see, it's
3: just across Europe. Uh, and what was the answer? There wasn't. Yes, one. We should look into this? No, there wasn't. Or there we're wasn't just an going to keep counting? Yeah. Because that's, that's all she's doing. She's just yep, that's counting.
2: Right. That's right. Uh, Next clip here. Bridget. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. The ONS
4: have not issued mortality data by vaccination status since the 31st of May last year. Can the minister confirm that her department have collected this data for the rest of 2022 and can she inform the house when it will be published?
1: Minister. Well, I'm very uh, happy to, to write uh, to the honourable gentleman uh, with that uh, information, but can I just be clear that we absolutely planned for uh, an increase in uh, admissions uh, this winter. That's why uh, we got uh, on and delivered over our plans for 7,000 extra beds. It's why we brought forward our flu and COVID vaccination programme and lowered uh, the age for those who are um, uh, eligible for those. There are a number of factors which are the same factors which have driven excess deaths across the United United kingdom but also across
2: europe yeah. did she read the same script again i think
3: just worded it a little bit differently well actually she actually told you a bit of a truth there yeah, yeah. this is why we have lowered the age uh-huh so they can have flu vaccines and covid vaccines i.e uh-huh. it's got nothing to do with the vaccine but and we're just going to keep enough- pushing it
2: Interestingly enough, though, your country just banned the booster of all manufacturers mm-hmm. for the under 50s. Yeah, yep.
3: it's these puppets are out there spouting and they're just keeping sort of a lid on everything and hope it's, it disappears. The, mm. the people are going to keep dying. I remember when you said before this winter that that it was it came out in the newspaper that there's going to be 80,000 deaths over winter, probably in, yep. in Britain. And I went, well, they're already dead. They're already yep. vaccinated. They're on the way out, and this is the problem. No matter if if we'd had the media platform, yes, we could have saved lives. Hopefully, people you're not they probably wouldn't even listened anyway. This is what gets me, and it's annoying. It's annoying. um it, I mean, the whole structure of. That would never have been allowed. That was that was just bureaucratic medicine said by an MP. If you think about it, our NHS. I mean, when I was growing up, our NHS in the seventies, yeah, was totally different to what it is now. Yeah, we 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 had say. Um, We had loads of smaller hospitals. That was the thing. You had loads of smaller hospitals. You had nurses on the ward. You had sisters looking after that. You had matrons. You had uh, a secretary in the hospital that did all the admin, you know, sort of stuff. You had um, somebody called an Almoner who looked after the actual patient's social care. So if there was a problem when they got bought in there was also a social care as it had to do with families and stuff like that. It was a really well run place. There was care for the patients and there was care for the staff. This had taken generations and generations to get to that level. Then you had the bureaucratic admin come in and they shut a load of the smaller hospitals because it didn't fit their picture. So they wanted bigger hospitals. So the the patient care, the staff care went out the window because what they got on alongside them just like over this winter they've re-energized the unions to actually get the people out and strike when unions just get people out and strike it stops caring especially the thinking about care for anything outside of we'll get you more money'll we'll we get you more money but what about the patients what about the staff care what about anything else no so the bureaucratics and their cohorts in the unions totally break up things. It was part of a structure and it was a horrible structure. So you get top-heavy management and it it weighs down anything that might have a a caring social structure. And it slowly, slowly has worn away so many different levels of society. It's simple but horrible because that's what the bureaucracy does. That's what management does. That's what total top-heavy office things do. And you just get... Well, when I was growing up, the workforce oh well what kept all societies energized so you could actually get a job walk out you could walk out from your family you could go get a job know that you got you've got enough money to get a roof over your head and feed yourself etc and move on yeah and create something that's the idea of it they've totally worn that away now where it is near near enough impossible and that is just because of the top heavy management and assets and the structure and everything so it's no wonder the people are actually becoming grey. They're becoming grey matter. They and and they 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 will always play the victim game now because somebody will just tweet them in a direction and say, "Well, somebody should have told you this. It's their fault." It
2: just so happens there is a uh, there's an individual that is uh, unfortunately they're no longer in your government, uh, but they seem to kind Definitely. of agree with you. Yeah, they they seem to kind of agree with you. They wrote an op-ed piece in the Times on Sunday as the former. Health Secretary Sajid Javid, he wrote an op-ed saying that um, people should be charged for GP and A&E visits to ease the weights to help rebalance the system because the present model of the NHS is unsustainable. He also went on to say that extending the contributory contributory principle should be part of radical reforms to tackle growing wait times. Also, he said that a grown up, hard headed conversation needed to happen about revamping the health service, noting that too often the appreciation for the NHS has become a religious fervor and a barrier to reform well, you just got rid got
3: rid of you've got to get rid of the middle to top well not to mention the fact
2: that he helped destroy that system uh to <laughs> yeah, begin no. with
3: yeah it's just so top heavy it's unbelievable i mean the whole system set up whereas if you want to have care for the patients and everything it's got to be bottom heavy it's got to be bottom heavy so the care is there and not the usual thing oh the people have to pay
2: Well, that's his solution because he's got investments in the insurance
3: company. It's like the UN UN food program that we were talking about. They want the people to pay, you know, share their meal and help a starving child somewhere while we send things over to Ukraine and billions Uh or whatever. We we worked out that 400 billion could feed a billion starving children for 10 years, a fraction of what they've done.
2: A fraction of what they've done, because it's all jammed up in the bureaucracy. That's the reason. Correct. And then, of course, in within the NHS, you were talking about wasteful spending uh, and top heavy. This is some of the work that they've been doing. Uh, we're pleased to announce – this is King's Lynn, by the way – we're pleased to announce the first of many gender-neutral toilets have been installed in the new endoscopy unit and the staff changing rooms. Accessible for staff and patients, these toilets are a vital part in making QEH a more inclusive workplace and healthcare provider. Queen Elizabeth Hospital. So,
3: That's pathetic. This is what they're spending so, money Hang on. on. We'll follow the science and the medicine. So science and nature actually say there are actual two genders. Even children say that. There's mum, dad, and that's mum and dad get together and then we have children. Yeah. So there's no science and there's no medicine there. Basically, if you want to put gender toilets, have it down the mental health care end and have a wing for them down that end because it is a mental problem. This is a mental health care problem. You don't need to bring that into the standardised, the natural way of life. Because that will just upset people, and because once again, intelligence, common sense. There is no common sense in what they've done there. No common sense whatsoever. Plus, yes, it would have cost a hell of a lot of money. I'll be. What what I would like to know, though, that the actual construction work and the type of people that actually did install all that. Do you think they were binary? Is, that a, most, is probably, that a real question? Is that a real question?
2: If I had to say, it if I had to just, I answer if, it yeah, if I <laughs> walk well, into, if I if I had to say, if I had to kind of surmise a guess and and just kind of put it out there, I would say that it's the typical uh, what we in America call uh, the white suburban mom type. Uh, that's that's what I think is is behind this, or the uh, uh, or the uh, the trendy liberal uh, moron that you find coming out of the universities. Those types. I would say it's so one of the two, gonna- <laughs> if not a combination of both.
3: So we're going to see the construct the construction workers coming in with uh, fluffy hats and hard hats. and You are a racist
2: in- misogynist <laughs> if you don't see them
3: coming in like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just incredible. It,
2: even it? Bruce is nodding his head in
3: agreement with that one. I tell you what, for, what was the name of that chap on that program? That uh, which on one? The one league? that we played? I mean, that called you the one moron. that looks like he, he was with his wife, was he? Was that he was, was his, his wife, wife, yeah. That was his
2: wife, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is, name? that is Joe, I've got a dead intern in my office, Scarborough.
3: Well, there's a message for you, Mrs. Scarborough, because if you follow, um, if you actually want to follow the science and the medicine, look at the Pfizer papers and look at one that was a, literally um, a Pfizer's internal docs on this. And it, it is 5.3.6 table one. Yeah. And it talks about a lot of fatal outcomes in less than 90 days. And the thing is, and this talks about pregnant women, children, 80% miscarriages, and everything, yeah? So if the chances are you're not listening, but if anybody knows a way of getting a message to him, give him that information, because the guy is, as Marty would say, an hat, probably. Or oh, Yeah, it's just, it's, it's incredible. I hate it, because this has caused so, and he, people like him are causing so much damage to kids, to kids that haven't even had a chance because the pregnant women have suffered and the miscarriages are out there this is having an effect on humanity and he hasn't even questioned why he hit the floor for so long he hasn't even looked into it and yeah it's that you wound me up by putting that guy out there i'm afraid he's just i put my to. head in
2: I had to. He's calling everybody morons that are criticizing him because he believes he's holier than thou. But that's okay. If you if you're hesitant, if you've if you got some hesitation still, even after seeing that laundry list of which I would argue a laundry list is actually shorter than those (laughs) adverse reactions that they put out. If you're still hesitant, that's okay. Ned, I'd like for you to take a look at this. Okay. This was reported on by Bloomberg back in October. Okay. This is China and they are administering their first inhalable COVID-19 vaccine. This was There's? administered in China. Yeah, inhalable COVID-19 vaccine. So they put it into a vapor in this little machine here, and then they put it into like these little cups, and they got a cute little four-step process here where you you know, you know take your mask off, and you untwist the top, and you just inhale what's in the cup there, and hey, you're fully vaccinated, and, and you're boosted, and you're ready to go, right? Okay, so back in October... China was putting that out. Just so happens, Bill Gates was in Australia just the other day. I know how much you love this guy. I know how much you love him. So I had to bring him in today. This is what he was talking about. If you have a little bit of a problem, well, they've got a solution for that. Listen.
0: Anyway, so antibodies, antivirals. We think we can also have very early in an ep- and the epidemic, a thing you can inhale uh, that will mean that you can't be infected, uh, a blocker an inhaled blocker. We also need to fix the three problems with vaccines. The current vaccines are not infection blocking. Uh, They're not broad. So when new variants come up, you lose protection. And they have very short duration, uh, particularly in the people who matter, which are old people. And every one of those things is is fixable. Uh, In fact, doing that work is going to help vaccinology very, very broadly.
2: We're gonna get a a a vaccine that you inhale. See, it's, but that, it's it's I mean, not gonna be. It's gonna be a block.
3: See, is that a new science, vaccinology? It's his science. <laughs> we have now got vaccinology on the, on the line. Yeah. Is it? I mean, yeah. does that... It's been around oh for a while. My God. Yeah. vaccinology. The guys. The guy's a total. He's scary because he is just into making money. He actually has always voiced that. And the way he, the slap happy way, I mean, he talked about vaccines pre COVID, as in, yes, he stood up at Davos and said, I'm going to make a lot of money out of this next year because he knew what was coming, but then when asked why he's going into the vaccines and how does he, and he, and his answer was, well, how hard can it be? Then he went into, well, you know, a computer and a hard drive. You put the two together. With vaccine, it's got to be quite simple. You might make a few mistakes to begin with, but hey, what, what, you know, eventually you'll get it right. I mean, sorry, and you got it wrong. That sounds like the, uh, the
2: age-old Marxist uh, phrase of, sometimes you have to break a few eggs to make an omelette. And I, I, actually, I actually read a book, um, the, uh, the Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Schultz and The Collected Works. And you know what's mentioned in those books? Saw a lot of broken eggs, never saw one omelette.
3: No, exactly. A lot of broken eggs. You don't see many broken eggs now because eggs are getting scarce.
2: Well, not only that, there was but a far- the oh, human there
3: was- eggs are dying. Yeah, I know. There was a um, um, a British farmer um, trying to spout out the other day. He's giving it. And he <laughs> literally was shouting out, giving it. Do you know, it's not that there's a scarcity of eggs. It's because for some reason, the supermarkets don't want to buy them.
2: I wonder, would that be the same reason that the hospitals were, I don't know, getting cash incentives to put you on a ventilator and kill you?
3: Oh, well, they're subsidizing the the, for every every COVID death. But this
2: could be the same concept, because as we were talking in prep, guess who happens to be the largest holder of, uh, what is it, plant-based artificial eggs in the U.S.? Just so happens to be Bill Gates and you have an egg shortage now so does that mean that he stands uh, a substantial chance of making all kinds of money and he's now going to control the egg supply oh and if you think that you're going to have a um, a safe haven with another staple called milk think again guess who else is the largest shareholder in a bio milk company, M-I-L-Q, I might add, Lab Milk Company, just so happens to be Bill Gates, and Jeff Bezos. Lovely party. Nice little club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, My point is, is that they're subsidizing. What was what,
3: what, Klaus up to? was he spouting about lady? I know he went to Pakistan. I, I yeah, well, no, he didn't go to Pakistan. Pakistan. No, no, no. Pakistan came to him. Oh, Pakistan came to him.
2: Was yeah. Well, see, he They tried to get him for a comment, but he was too busy. He had to move on to the next thing. <laughs> So, he, had to, hang on. he had to take that briefcase to another
3: meeting. So uh, let's think about this. We've got what, what we've got going on here. We've got government control because he said we've infiltrated all the governments. We've yeah. got the schools and education problems, haven't we, Bruce? We've, we've already been through that in COVID. Uh, we've had the media lockdown. Um, we've got um, control, total control of the medical situation with pharma. And the science is being controlled because they have the science. Isn't that what WF say? We have the science.
2: Yes. And, and they are they are masters of the future.
3: <laughs> and they're messing with the transportation and telling you what you can have. And they're shutting the cities down. And um, hang on. What else have they got? They're talking about pollution, saving the animals, saving the trees. Who said that in the, 30? I think in the 30s? In the 30s? I'm going to go,
2: that. I'm just going to go, I'm I'm going to step out on a limb here. I don't know the answer. I'm just going to guess here. I'm going to say uh, somebody with the last name Rockefeller. How about Hitler? Okay, well, somebody that was funded by somebody with the last name Rockefeller. <laughs> I was
3: close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Hitler, that's what he done. He had government control. Oh, yeah, he had control. I thought system. you meant he was an
2: advocate for climate change. That's oh, what I thought you no. Meant.
3: no, if you look okay. actually into the papers, he actually used that he was going to sort pollution out. He was going to sort he pollution He actually said out, yeah. the animals. Yeah, yeah. He actually said the trees. He actually promised them a thousand-year utopia. Yep, thousand-year yeah? yep. huh. Yeah, and he called it the Third Reich. What's yep. the difference between the Third Reich and the Fourth Industrial Revolution? Uh, it's the Fourth Reich. Well, yeah, you can call it that, I suppose. Because Klaus is That's in That's what charge. it is. Well, yeah. Well, there you his, go. His father but literally worked for... it's the same for- <laughs> thing nearly 100 years later.
2: Yeah, it is. Although I would argue this is from a, a more... Th- this is not... Okay. Uh, just looking at it historically. Okay. I mean, I've, I've studied what happened in, in Germany during that time with the Nazis in, in detail. I mean, I'm not an expert on it, but just speaking of it from a, a matter of economics. Okay. This is a little different. I would argue that this new system that they're trying to implement is a little bit more, um, and I hate to even use the word, but I'm going to use it anyway, more communistic. And the reason I say is because in Germany during the time of, uh, of the Nazis, you didn't have a socialist economy. It didn't exist. No, you didn't. No,
3: you didn't. You had, what were the brown coats? What were the brown, brown brown shirts or whatever they used? That
2: was – okay, times? That what that was – that well, that wasn't – they didn't have anything to do with the economy. But that was the militant wing of the German Workers' Party, which was a yeah. rival Marxist party, I might add, to the Communist Party. Yeah, isn't that where he
3: started? and then he That's
2: where he started, yes. Over. That's right. No, yeah. no, 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 no. He was actually, he, he was not, well, present? He, this is before that, that was the push, uh, but the beer hall push. But prior to that, he was actually involved with a communist party. And then mm-hmm. there was another party. He was a spy for that Marxist party to spy on the German Workers Party, which was a rival Marxist party. And he liked what was being said in the beer hall so much that he jumped up on the table and started preaching too, and people loved it. So he became a member of the party again, a left wing movement, I might add. Oh yeah, this is long before guys like you know, this Goebbels is I and mean
3: mean I mean this is something the promises the the approach and everything they've had decades to tweak this in any way they want and actually make that hybrid out of Marxism. Yeah. and capitalism but the but the, whatever the economy won't do. work the the economy that they're proposing I didn't though, say it was going to work I'm just saying where we are okay it's yeah the same right, play it's the same yeah. play isn't it
2: yeah yeah it, it seems to be yes so i mean i we're we're looking even down to the the insanity that we were speaking about in the previous uh segment even down to that uh there's a book that Bruce and i were looking at uh last week uh when we had finished up and all this debauchery and all this craziness that we're seeing—none of this is new. We saw this about a hundred years ago, didn't we, bros? All of this, everything that we're we're seeing now—the pedof- the, all the pedophilia, all this stuff—they're trying to normalize this, uh, this transgender, whatever stuff. This, this insanity. This is not new, is it?
3: No, Well, the society has been going around in ten-year cycles since the seventies, and when you can try and sidestep situations that you see coming. And you manage to do it. But you warn people, just like now, have said things decade after decade after decade. People don't listen. People don't listen. And it happens. And it just gets taken on board. And it's the same thing. It just keeps Well, the cycles you're talking say, about. Well, why, were, why weren't I told? Yeah, cycles. Yeah,
2: the, the cycles that you're talking about, though, they say, why why weren't I told? Okay, that's, a, that's an interesting point. So you have people that look at this as uh, what they call turnings, okay? You got first turning, second turning, third turning, and a fourth turning. This time... This particular juncture that we're at is considered to be the fourth turning, right? So this is the period where you have chaos and, and you know, entropy and, and it throws everything into a state of flux and things get reworked and reorganized and reshaped. And then that's the path you take going into the future. Well, we've had these times before. And that's where, that's where in the fourth turning, that's where people will listen. If you're in a first turning, let's take the end of the war going into the fifties, first turning, sixties. 70s, 80s, second turning, 90s, 2000s, 9-11, third turning. No one's listening in the first, second, and third turnings. They're not listening. They're not going to listen. They never do in those time periods. We're in the fourth turning. You're going to pay attention now or you're not going to make it. It's that simple.
3: People have to take so much pain on a grandiose level before something happens. And that's the sad thing about everything. Yeah. They're still going through the same thing. Uh, I mean, I always wondered, I mean... They stopped teaching um history properly mid seventies and they then just decided to teach the um from the industrial revolution onwards sort of thing, yeah, which incorporated the first world war, second world war, so they actually already put into the psyche of the people that sort of formation of society where it, you could have seen patterns. If you looked into history, which then allowed you to um, take on mythology, which allowed you to take on uh, whether it is scientific writings or um, storyline writings, which have always handed down messages and everything, you would actually be able to see the cycles and, the, and how people went through the same cycles if they didn't manage to avoid it and everything. It's, it's a continuous human cycle. And it it and it, it just goes on and on and on and it's just got very acute now. It's it's like that it's narrowing to this point and to this Nexus point. And yeah, we've got to come out of this. So basically, if the people want to, I mean, instead of playing the victim and saying, why didn't the unvaccinated tell us? Well, yeah, we've been shouting. So my answer to that is, why don't you listen to us now then? Because if we had it right then, we'll have it even righter now. So that's your answer. Yeah, that is your answer. Either open your ears up with what you've said. Why didn't they tell us? We were. No, just open your ears. We're still telling. And we've got more to tell you. Loads more. Lots but you're not of an expert. No, because actually I know more than those experts because an expert knows nothing.
2: You know, when I was shouting and screaming at at people during the the lockdowns and everything, I said, they're going to come at you with a vaccine and say, this is your pass to get back into society. That's how they're going to, you know, get you to the next point. And I said, don't do it. No. And I was hopping around and I I was screaming and yelling and everything that I could possibly think of to people. And I was throwing, I was throwing cold, hard, real research and results of that research in people's faces, and they just would not listen. They were they were looking at me saying, this is crazy. Where's your medical degree? You don't know what you're talking about? You're saying that you know more than these people? Yeah, I am. And I'm not saying that from a from a point of, of being uh, inferior. I, I'm not saying that like I have some kind of inferiority complex. I'm saying that these people are lying to you because they want you out of the way.
3: Yeah, the thing, the, the biggest thing, or, well, there's, there's several pointers that people can understand. Like we talk about, if they're not willing to debate things, that is your first major problem. But when they don't actually present you with any scientific expertise or information when they don't allow you to actually look at any information there's a problem if they they, they can spout as much as they want about yeah we've got the science or we've followed the experts and whatever but when that is all just bunk when they don't actually present you with any information and you don't question it well it's faults on both sides then you for not questioning things and then for not actually allowing you to have. Any, and if they say and if somebody comes up to you and says, well, you don't need to know. You just take it. And you do. That's a very stupid thing to do. But I mean, sorry. I mean, that's where your common sense just just your common sense just jumps out your left ear and goes, well, I'm a holiday now. It just doesn't want to know because that worth it, it? it's not in use anymore. Is
2: that worth it? I, I had I had somebody that I knew didn't listen. Is three deep into uh, into boosters at the moment. Had the uh, the last one last year because we wanted <laughs> it's to go in the sit.
3: Stupidity, it's know, the stupidity of it. Oh, well, it
2: it's gets better. Just comical. Yeah, yeah, it gets better. Right. <laughs> it's just year manic, ago, isn't it? Year ago, had the booster because we wanted to go sit on the side of an alp in Austria and drink beer for a weekend. <laughs> just collapsed last week. Oh, Well,
3: was it worth it? Yeah, there's no point being vindictive about it and saying, I told you so, because apparently we haven't told anybody anything. <laughs> apparently we've been quiet this whole time and we haven't said anything, yeah. you know. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, just talk to and the poor un-vacs. Bruce, if, to, to if, if point, you're gonna blame me on talk to him and see what else they got to
2: say. Yeah, and to that point, poor Bruce, he has been quiet this whole episode, he hasn't said, I think, two words
3: other I than know. I, a I lot. want to ask you, Bruce. Bruce, did you actually look that name up that I mentioned earlier on? Which Dr. one? The... Peter uh, yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah. And go on, go on. I want to know, I want to know what you come up with. I really uh, do. Well, I, I was just looking into like his education and... and He's educated. Uh, Describe but, him. What do you see? Does he wear glasses? He does indeed, yes. Uh, Is he a short bloke? Does he always sh- wear a lab coat? Uh, the Does he need a go good out. slap uh well yeah um he's a he's a pediatrician advocate in the fields of global health vaccinology uh, uh neglected uh tropical disease control yeah sounds uh, like okay. he's one that fits right up there with uh the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation yes now he is a right before before they put the emergency measures in right he was fairly quiet once the emergency measures dropped he became a very vocal political nasty piece of work literally to the point of saying you know you're a moron if you don't take take the vaccine and believe it or not if you look into now you know the gates foundation has had its pause in india yeah he's still and, a wanted man there yeah but They've kept their paws in India via this bloke. Because if you looked up something called Corbivax, um, C-O-R-B-E-V-A-X, Corbivax. now this is a COVID vaccine which is manufactured in India.
2: Is this the same vax that killed those uh, train uh, uh, train worker uh, people, the, the employees of the, the state train service, and then they're out suing him and they're wanting him...
3: I don't in know. In India. Okay. But he, the Corbevax, comes under him officially, yeah? Now, if you look into the um, uh, their paperwork, which actually tells you they've uh, had trials, they've had phase one, two, three, four trials, whatever, but there's an interesting uh, thing in there, and they say, uh, I mean, they go through the usual um, stuff like the side effects and things like that, but it's interesting where the, they... Because um, these vaccines... And various different vaccines have different brand names, don't they? Although they're the same thing. And then with Cobra Vax, they actually reference certain similarities as COVID Shield or Cove Shield, COVID Shield. And that is another brand name for the AstraZeneca. And they had a few problems with that, didn't they? Just a couple. Yeah. But Dr. Peter Hotez, right, he's, he's big Stuff sponsored. Uh, he's very politically outspoken he's one of these people that has become so vocal under this emergency thing where it seems like they've just let him loose and he's you know go for these people who are anti-science if they don't believe in these vaccines they should be rounded up and all sorts of he is you wanna he, he can rant this man can rant but he has been quietly had his foot in india Vaccinated up to seventy million people or whatever now, and they actually produced this vaccine out in India. If you look at it, it's quite it's it's one of these things that has quietly gone on in the background. And I went, "Whoa!" And he popped up, and I remembered his face. I went, "Why do I know him from?" And then I just briefly looked. I was looking into him, and if you follow some of his, because um, he has got a, a, quite a vocal platform. He's got quite a popular and he is, he has turned into quite a political animal. And this, if anybody is going to step up to be a mouthpiece after Fauci, I would say it's going to be this guy. He's been quietly in the background doing a lot of farmer work. Of course he has. Doing a lot of naziness. Hm? Uh huh. Of course he has. Did you
2: hear about uh, the latest Project Veritas uh, video? Enlighten me. So, uh, Project Veritas, uh, are you aware of them? Do you know what they do? That name rings a bell. Okay. It rings a bell. I'm just These trying to think. are people. These are real journalists. Yeah. You know, God forbid. God forbid we have such a thing in today's world. Real journalists, real investigative journalists. They implant people in companies and organizations and expose them from the inside. And they'll get them on video. Yeah. And on tape as to the kind of dirty dealings. Uh, and then they'll, you know, they'll make that public. Uh, I'd like Why for you name- to. That name rings a bell, Veritas. And Veritas, I just don't know yeah. why. Well, it's the Latin word for truth, so uh, I would assume maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But I would like to play this. I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's about 10 minutes, but you get the idea after a couple of minutes. Uh, but they got somebody that's undercover uh, sitting down with the the guy that runs Veritas, James O'Keefe. He'll explain to you who this is, but this is a Pfizer employee, Okay and he's one of their directors of, of mRNA in their division and what they're doing there. Listen. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID?
4: <laughs> well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone what We you. You got to no. <laughs> hey, yeah. like not, You know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is like why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can, pro- <laughs> we can create developed new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. Be like very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something like, you know, it goes everywhere. Something Which, crazy. But is the way that the virus started, it moving. on. And to be honest, like it's, it makes no sense if this virus would out of nowhere. Like, yeah, I know. Meet Jordan Tristan Walker,
0: a director of research and development strategic operations and mRNA
4: scientific planning at Pfizer. It sounds like gain of function to me. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like there's It's definitely not gain of function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. So directed evolution is very different. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to do gain function research of the viruses, like. Yeah. Right not? But you do like these like selected directional mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research ongoing like, about that. I don't know how that's gonna work. There might not be any more outbreaks. because, like Jesus Christ.
0: The gentleman seems to have. Absolutely no moral compass at all. It's
4: for all government officials. It's pretty good for the industry, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's bad for everyone else in America. Never, Why is it bad for everybody else? Because if the regulators start so for approved our drugs, know that once they stop being a regulator, they want to go work for the company. That I'm gonna be as hard as I'm.
0: If this is the quality of individuals within Pfizer that are making these huge decisions that uh, risk global public health, it's profoundly
2: corrupt and there you go
3: and i recognize that gentleman as well yeah that was dr robert malone that's right yeah that i mean fight no there are a lot of independent people out there and hopefully they will pick up and get stuff on it loads of them because uh-huh. they're bragging they're bragging i mean if you ain't got the the sense to once again you say it's got no moral compass that's where your common sense goes out of the way they become myopic again they're full of themselves. They're narcissistic. Yeah,
2: the guys literally, it, it, the guys literally admitting to the to Pfizer developing biological weapons. Yeah. Like we we well, don't well, have what? we don't have a marketplace for our vaccine, Hang- so we're going to create it.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, well, what do you expect? I mean, that is the truth. They haven't shut a bloody lab down. Nobody has come out and said we're closing any labs. Nobody has said we're going to stop what is classified as. A biological weapon, which mRNA was. What? How long ago? FDA has always called it that. That's why the emergency umbrella. Like I said, the emergency umbrella it stays up there. That is by law their coping mechanism. They can do what they want. Yeah, and we're still
2: under a state of emergency in all of these countries. Yeah, unbeknownst to yeah. The, a lot of people.
3: Yeah, it's it's everywhere. They haven't they haven't moved it anywhere. They've just stopped saying mandate, mandate, mandate because they know that annoyed too many people. Now. Well, there's that
2: pesky little there's that pesky little death thing, you know, sads and and shaking your duvet and and whistles.
3: (laughs) The pesky little escalation of mortality.
2: Excess mortality There's the pesky little thing over there.
3: That's the elephant in the room. It's it's picking up speed. It's the fastest elephant elephant I've ever seen.
2: Uh, It is. Yeah, it is happening a lot quicker than what I thought it was.
3: No, well, not really. Not two really. years,
2: though. I, I guess we lost we lost a, a year or two, and I I guess uh, you know two years. The last two, three years actually, uh, three now uh, have flown by. So yeah, two years is what we were expecting. That's what people were telling me anyway. Uh, when the needles first started to go in arms, it was going to be about two years. That's what I was hearing.
3: So, so we're about winter, there. when they broadcast those eighty-seven thousand deaths, and I said, "You're already dead." Let's give that. That was about what a month, two months before mid-December.
2: Yeah, so and if you're
3: working if you're working out at three thousand a week, it doesn't take much to make eighty seven thousand.
2: No, it doesn't. And there's also that little matter of those public contracts for those refrigerated warehouses across the UK that you had mentioned. Oh, what a month those ago. those
3: lovely little plans, and they you know they they said we want these built, and yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, well, uh, and we want well, them wait, done so by twenty twenty five. And we were looking at the reports of how they wanted. <laughs> 70% population reduction in the UK by 2025. We're looking at this in like 2018, we're like,
3: how in the world are they going to hit those numbers? Well, yeah. I mean, it's the unvaccinated shouting at the world. We're screaming at the world. We 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 f- It's like we're we've stand- got to keep I, screaming. We've got to know, keep screaming. We've got to just put the information out there.
2: I I understand. It it's, it's I was going to liken it to us standing on the side of uh, of a mountain, if you will, all right, like shouting down into the valley. That hey we can see no like uh, th- think about this we're standing on the side of a mountain we're shouting down to all of the people down in the valley hey there is a a tidal wave coming that's going to crash into you you need to get the hell out of there and they're just not listening
3: oh you can't see the avalanche coming down the mountain no they can't they the can't avalanche. see it yeah. Yeah. snow blind that's, that, that's not all you can say they're just snow blind to the avalanche they are and it's it's coming it's coming it's picking up speed but um. Yeah, um, he's he's going to annoy you, Bruce. If you look into Mister Hotes, you're going to find out he's a very annoying person.
2: Yeah, I've been skimming through his uh, Twitter account, and uh, uh, he's one of the ones that we were saying um, should be hung at, uh, after a
3: fair trial, of course. It's funny um, how he has actually he has actually sidestepped, and he's a very nasty little individual that's that has sort of kept oh I mean, vocally, him and, him and Fauci are best friends. You know, <laughs> my my friend, Mr. Fauci. And he he, he, he is just, you will, basically, I mean, as far as he's concerned, anybody that says anything against the science that they know should be done for a hate crime, as far as he's concerned. That sort of thing. He has become so repugnant and so focused on this since that emergency umbrella came up before that he was quiet and he's funded by the gates foundation and stuff like that and yeah look into it mate he's he, you might want to f- speak about him during the week he's i mean I'll, I'll listen in because he is a horrible individual um i'm glad you mentioned something during the week on that german foreign minister she's another piece of
2: work oh bear oh my god it's just I, I i have no words i have no words yeah, well, she declared. Well, she yeah, let's just, just declare war on Russia. Why not? Right? Just like it. The- no,
3: she just very, she just very
2: did for everybody. For God's sake!
3: But I can't remember what. Who did she have a meeting with? Was it the WF or was it somewhere where she was sitting down? I can't remember. Or and she was actually saying that it doesn't matter what the voters or the people in Germany think. She will make sure that ukraine win this and then later on she did this this was a uh, short yeah. while well, again, it was
2: I, it would not surprise me but i was actually i was speaking to somebody on that individual in that audio that was in question and their response was the following she's never been known for being the sharpest tool in the shed she's not exactly the most intelligent person
3: no, well uh to actually sit out there and say that um i'm well, no, it, it just actually... It shows their insanity. It, it shows their... Well, it epitomizes that they have... The people must be screaming for her head in Germany. They're not The ordinary happy. people. They're not happy. Yeah. And yet she's still there. Is she supposed to be there to begin with?
2: That's the bigger question you have to ask yourself.
3: I mean, as far as I'm concerned... Um, She might not be there for long. They might actually pull her out. She's done a bit just like Jacinda. Yeah, they'll
2: stick her in some NGO somewhere, you know, or some foundation somewhere, and she'll be making six figures for just staying in the cut. But that's that I think right there is is the bigger question that people need to be asking themselves that they're not they're not asking themselves. And that is we're looking at these people that are making these these just insane statements like that. And make no mistake, the US, my God, Biden, we got a house plant up there behind a (laughs) lectern given speeches where he can't even talk. He doesn't even know where he is or who he is most of the time. He's not even lucid half the time during the day. That's the question that people need to be asking is we shouldn't be blaming them. We shouldn't be asking how much longer are they going to be in there? The question that you need to be asking yourself in your respective countries is are they supposed to be there in the first place?
3: And the other question they're meant to be asking, along, in a parallel to, um, not that you didn't listen to the unvaccinated or why didn't the vaccinated uh, say more, your governments aren't listening to you. Your governments aren't listening to you. You didn't listen to the unvaccinated, but your governments aren't listening to you. And you know you're meant to actually mirror what you want to go on in your country. So maybe it's about time you actually got rid of who was in there. And you can only do that en masse. And you can only do that. I mean, I'm not saying go to war on your own government. It doesn't matter. You
2: you Mm. could put... I mean, look how many thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that the Australians, the New Zealanders, the Germans, the French, I mean, everything. Hell, the French... Even during the, the summer, over the summer, the French stormed one of the uh, the presidential uh, places. They they went into the second floor. They grabbed Macron's picture off the wall. They smashed it. They stomped on it. And they tore it up and threw it out the window. And he's still there.
3: Yeah, I know. It's quite amazing. They
2: aren't it? listening. That's that simple. They aren't listening. They have their orders from the man with the briefcase and company and the people behind him. And that's it. They don't care what you have the, to say the anymore.
3: Scary, the, the scary thing about it is that that means... I mean, how far does the uh, the complicitness go? I mean, when do actually certain people in your own police forces actually wake up? Because they can't all be nutters.
2: They can't all be. But I, I think there's another aspect that you have to go with when considering that. And that is how far, apart from the complicity, how far in the complicity are they willing to take it? So you think that all the people dying, all the bodies stacking up, you think that's going to cause some kind of I don't know, some miraculous, for lack of a better phrase, come to Jesus moment from the media, and they're going to have some kind of just wonderful revelation. And oh, my goodness, what happened here? Oh, we're going to have to start doing our job for once. No, I don't think that's going to happen. You're not going to see that at all. How far is this going to go? Look at the most famous uh, occult occu- we- movements in history. That's where it goes. <laughs> it goes to the punch yeah. bowl. That's where it uh, goes.
3: Okay. Yeah. And we're, instead of all committing suicide on a certain day, we're slowly committing suicide. Exactly. It, that's what it is. Day.
2: Did you hear the, the clip from the Georgia state governor from just the other day? I swear it's the only thing they're missing is a punch bowl. At the end. That's the only thing that's what it sounds like. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything about like the southern twang or anything like that. Whatever. I really don't care because that's how they talk down there. But this is exactly what it sounds like. Listen to this.
0: I'm Governor Brian Kemp. And I'm First Lady of Georgia Marty Kemp. We're joined by a very special guest today who has an important message. Hi, I'm Monica Kaufman-Pearson. We, we are all vaccinated, vaccinated against, against COVID-19. 19. Illness caused by COVID-19 affects our citizens, schools, healthcare heroes, businesses, and our state's economy. That's why we
4: are all encouraging Georgians to learn about the benefits of being vaccinated.
3: Let's take the
2: politics out of it. Your decision to get vaccinated should be about your health. And And on on
0: that, that, we all agree.
3: Yeah, so is that the agreement of the three? Yeah, can you pass pass the Kool-Aid, Ned? Pass the Kool-Aid. That's all you need. (laughs) Jesus. It's, oh. This is a death call. It's about choice. It's, uh, it, people, it's no, take your no, choice it's not back. About,
2: No, it's not about choice. It's not about choice at this point. It, it, you could have made that argument at one point in time, but it's not anymore. Choice went out the window well, a long time ago.
3: Yeah, well, they've got to still push it. They've still got to make choice. They've still got to say, no, I don't want to. Because that's the only way that you'll actually manage to even get a push in the opposite direction. I, you can't give up on them. You can't. I ain't willing well
2: to. you I'm not willing to either, but you, you heard you heard me at the beginning. I said, I don't have time anymore. You're either going to get this or you're not.
3: Well, the, the, the thing is the thing is they they this is like a religious movement. This is this is like they've turned the word it it's like people the 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 masses of people that have decided not to follow a religion or whatever because of everything that's gone on in the past and they lost their faith in faith so now these crazy gits are creating they're changing science from a science into a faith and that's what they're trying to do and they're getting everybody to go well follow the science follow the science but there is this isn't science this is just this is it's christ i just don't understand how it's like this climate change rubbish yeah and it is rubbish because if uh, i mean that that is the next big push and people have got to understand that, that it's, it's nonsensical when somebody goes do you believe in climate change everybody will just have to say yeah because the climate does change but nobody asks any specific questions that's how covid got through that's how climate change is getting through because the scientists they get their money from corporations to do their funding if they're asked a question they can easily answer and sidestep they will do it because there are no morals and ethics in that anymore but if people a scientist is asked is the um human side, humanity is humanity causing a massive escalation on, on, on climate change. You can bet your bottom dollar that 90% of those scientists will say, well, we can't corroborate that they are, because there is no science out there that actually can prove that we are causing that escalation. There is none. There is nothing. There is conjecture. In fact, the word is what is, what is the word? What, what is that wonderful word? Consensus. The consensus is. That means the belief is. Nothing else. The consensus is that we all think this. So it must be right. Hang on. What about science? What about science? What about truth? What about, you know, knowledge? It's like it's, it's, it's not it's, it's not wanted anymore. It is not required. We will just do what we want to do. And that, and it's become a horrible playground out there for those idiots. And they're just killing people. There's no answer to it. They're just killing people. People are dying, and more people are going to die. And yes, it's going to become... That, that, that circle of humanity is going to get smaller. And th- for those alive, you are going to be related to some of these. And it's not a nice thing. Final thoughts? Oh, do you want me to put an end word in? Yeah, go on. Okay. Right, two seconds. I actually scribbled something down earlier on. Um, Where did I put it? Right, talking of science and truth, yeah? Going back to the 11th century, yeah, there was a philosopher out there. And the thing is, most of the interesting philosophers out there were from possibly the Arabic side of the world and stuff like that, because they did have universities, and they did have a really good understanding of how things should be approached. Yeah? And there was a gentleman called... um, Abu Ali ibn al-Haytham. Now, he came up with um, what, in, in some respects, what a person of science or a secretory should be. And his words were, the seeker after the truth does not place his faith in any mere consensus, however v- vulnerable or widespread. Instead, he subjects what he, or she, I should say nowadays, to bring it up to date, has learned of it To inquiry, inspection, and investigation, the road to the truth is long and hard, but that is the road we must follow, and that is the simplest thing of all, because the road to anywhere worth taking is long and hard, and that's the road we've got to stay on. I'm afraid, because, and we just got to keep shouting out there. Those science is science gives you answers, and then it gives you what you think is a known truth. Somebody may debunk it later on, or but then you have another facet of the truth. But that first bit of truth led you to that, yeah? Truth is always questionable, remember? And that is where we got to go, I'm afraid. And that is what people have got to do. they got to question everything. you got to learn to question everything for your own sake.
2: And do tell people that they're not trying to warn you
3: you moron you
2: moron great way to put it we'll see you next week yes
3: yeah 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 i I'll, 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 I'll will be about
2: fantastic looking forward to it gentlemen i want to thank you both for being here this evening thank you to all of the listeners god bless everyone and have a fantastic evening